Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan, and I'm here to dispel a myth. That myth is that corporations care about really anything. And that might not sound like a myth to some of you out there, especially those of you that follow virtual legality, but it's an important discussion to have uh, because we live in an era where, because of social media and in general because of consciousness about things in the world and world events, corporations want to get out in front of some of these things. And that includes corporations that generally focus on things other than world events or political controversies or culture clashes or whatever they might find themselves embroiled in, including IGN and GameSpot and Game Informer and others. Over the weekend, IGN put up a post that was simply titled, How to Help Palestinian Civilians. Palestinian civilians are currently suffering in great numbers in Jerusalem, Gaza, and West Bank due to Israeli forces. The New York Times reported that most of the deaths so far have occurred in Gaza, etc., etc. Here are some places that you can donate to, and if you'd like to learn more, check out a timeline, how this keeps happening without resolution, some background on the current fighting, and a helpful feed of live updates. Now, you'll note, as we look at this article, we are in the Internet Wayback Machine because this article was pulled down. Why? We're going to talk about that a little bit, but first we're going to talk about this flag. IGN puts up an article, How to Help Palestinian Civilians, puts up this flag, the Palestinian flag, says that all of this is happening due to Israeli forces, and then check out these articles, including an article from Vox entitled The Gaza Doom Loop. Now, I am all in favor of finding new and interesting information about all sorts of world events in various places. I famously say I subscribe to both Vox and Fox in order to understand what either sides of a political issue are talking about. Here, in linking to this article, much like the article's description on IGN itself, you get a lot of the following highlighted. Israel's leadership bears particular responsibility. An explanation for how the structural factors in Israel have led to all of this. They acknowledge that Hamas in Palestine fired rockets at Jerusalem, but that Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu referred to it as a red line. Rockets coming in, the Iron Dome of Israel defending them, and then the airstrikes that followed. This article then finishes off with a description of events as sure, Hamas has some part of the blame. None of this excuses Hamas from its role in escalating the current conflict or makes the deep divisions between Palestinians themselves less significant. The status quo is not only Israel's fault, but the Israeli government sets the terms for how Israelis and Palestinians interact, the underlying policy architecture that shapes the options available to the various sides, etc., etc. I don't think this is a bad article. I think it's actually pretty insightful in certain respects, but no one would read it and describe it as particularly pro-Israel. And that's fine. You don't have to be pro any given side when you're writing these articles. But if you are at a general interest website like IGN, and you put up the Palestinian flag, and you link to places that talk about these structural inequities that allow Israel to do the kinds of things that it is doing, in your opening lead sentence, you talk about all of these deaths happening due to Israeli forces. Well, then one could be forgiven for reading what is a pretty useful article about places that you can donate money as something that is picking the sides of a multivariate international quagmire. And Palestine and Israel, however you feel about it, and so, so many people have very strong feelings one way or the other, is most definitely a fog of war quagmire type situation. 
if we go and we look at this, and IGN acknowledged it very rapidly after the article by changing the flag to this donate button, you will see wildly different opinions as to what's been happening over even the last five days. Here from Al Jazeera, we call on the international community to condemn such barbaric actions related to Israel's knocking down of a building that housed journalistic outlets in the Gaza Strip and targeting of journalists and demand an immediate international action to hold Israel accountable for its deliberate targeting of journalists and media institutions. The Israeli Defense Force comes and says, we targeted an important base of operations for Hamas's military intel in that tower. The base gathered intel for attacks against Israel, manufactured weapons and positioned equipment to hamper IDF operations. Two completely diametrically opposed statements as to what happened over the course of the weekend, over the last five days in these attacks. You have things like Atlantic articles talking about the fact that AP staff and other journalists in Israel, in Gaza, have been co-opted by Hamas. You don't have to believe any of this, but it's a quagmire. It's a mess. And you also have Israel acknowledging that they also use public relations and lie, or at bare minimum, omit things in order for strategic advantage. As the New York Times reports, did a planned ploy make the global press think Gaza had been invaded? When the Israeli military suddenly announced after midnight on Friday that its ground forces had begun attacking in the Gaza Strip, several global news outlets, including the New York Times, immediately alerted readers that a Gaza incursion or invasion was underway. Within hours, those reports were all corrected. No invasion had taken place. Rather, ground troops had simply opened fire at targets in Gaza from inside Israeli territory. And then this article goes on to say that they believe Israel was using it in order to suss out what Hamas wanted to do in response to such an invasion so that their airstrikes would be more effective. So both sides here, Hamas and Israel, use public relations, use journalistic outlets in order to press their strategic advantage, as we would expect in a wartime scenario. Complicating this even further is the United States, IGN being an American company operating out of California, and the White House coming out with a statement that same day that says, today the president spoke with Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu, reaffirmed his strong support for Israel's right to defend itself against rocket attacks from Hamas and other terrorist groups in Gaza, and condemned these indiscriminate attacks against Israel. You don't have to love President Biden. You don't have to love the White House. You don't have to love United States or the United States military infrastructure to understand that when you've got all of these things combining, you've got a mess. Talking again about the actual tower that Israeli Defense Forces knocked down, breaking the AP announces this morning. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says he has not seen any Israeli evidence of Hamas operating in a Gaza office building, which sounds very much like it doesn't exist, except like all things with respect to wartime problems, even this reporting kind of goes down and says, well, we didn't mean that he hadn't seen anything that Israelis can't provide it, just that what he said was he personally has not seen any of the information that the Israelis have provided with respect to that airstrike as of yet. So you've got this whole muddy mess. And that doesn't take away from anybody at IGN, at GameSpot, at anywhere else that wants to help support and prevent civilian loss of life and casualties. And there is a lot to be said for people that want to donate their time, their money, their resources in helping to end this violence, in helping to support people that have violence in their lives. That is 100% to be lauded. And yet, when you come out like this, it very much does look like you are picking sides. And if I were to categorize this, I would say 
the very last place I would look for international analysis of something like this would be the video game outlets. They do a lot of good stuff. They talk a lot about pop culture and movies and television, and a lot of the things we talk about here. But just like I wouldn't claim to have a great deal of understanding of what's happening in the Middle East and the Gaza Strip, I wouldn't expect the editors or the staff at IGN or GameSpot or Game Informer or wherever to have that understanding either. And unfortunately, not even the nations of the world can really agree fully on what's happening there, which also led to IGN having its own internal problems. IGN Israel, in a, I believe it's an Instagram post here, Dear netizens, we were also amazed to discover this morning a misleading and confusing donation campaign found on the American IGN website. It is important for us to emphasize that we condemn this action and that we did not take part in it or were aware of it. It is not our way. We at IGN Israel support the Israeli state, obviously, and support the IDF soldiers who are doing everything to keep us all safe these tough days. We are working in all possible ways to remove this misleading content from the American edition which does not represent the views of any IGN editors. And IGN Israel isn't exactly IGN, if you aren't familiar with how IGN operates. IGN has a global IGN world marketing platform, and you can see all these various countries. They light up when you go over them. I will link this in the description to this video. And IGN has an intellectual property asset. The name, IGN, very popular. It's a very popular website for video game discussion. And so they essentially license out their name to various folks. If you go and you highlight all these, on occasion, you will see something down here that says operated by. Here, it's operated by Brandstorm Media, which means that Brandstorm Media is a company. We go over here and we see it appears to be a Russian company of some kind that is responsible for, one presumes, internet media and apparently product placement in mobile games and apps. And they say, IGN, we'll pay you a certain amount of money to be able to call our website that's going to talk about video games, IGN Israel. But with that combination, just like any kind of franchise or franchisee relationship, if you have something that the parent company does in their marketing that you don't like, or if on the other side of the equation, you've got a franchisee that does something that you don't like, you've got a problem because your branding is now tied together. So IGN Israel doesn't really have a formal relationship with IGN or Ziftaf as proper, but they do have a branding relationship and that will be important in people's eyes. That's why you pay for the brand to begin with. So IGN goes out there with a statement, which isn't terribly controversial, but does have things like the Palestinian flag, which they change pretty quickly and does pretty forcefully put at the feet of the Israeli Defense Forces all of the problems happening in this area. And what is the result? Well, you've got issues internally, and ultimately, you've got an error 404 not found page pretty quickly. Because at some point, IGN's corporate heads, somebody responsible at either IGN or Ziff Davis or elsewhere, looks at all of this and says, well, we're in the business of talking about pop culture. We're in the business of talking about video games. And yes, we can go and we can support certain things, hurricane relief efforts, maybe political stands if they are strong enough and there's really kind of unanimous taking up of that particular political position. But if we're talking about war, if we're talking about this quagmire of various news stories that I just kind of flipped through for you just now, as a corporate entity, this isn't helping our bottom line. And you don't have to love that. I don't love it. But that's the way companies are. We've talked about it at length when we talked about the troubles in America last summer, when we've talked about any time that corporations take on this kind of mantle, this message. It is for the purpose of 
engendering support, goodwill, brand recognition amongst their consumer base or prospective consumer base. And if that goes the wrong direction, then you get situations like this. Now, Kotaku felt very strongly about what happened here. IGN takes down article and tweets sharing Palestinian aid groups. Following the most recent set of violent military strikes by the Israeli Defense Forces that have leveled entire buildings in Gaza and left over 180 Palestinians dead, IGN posted an article linking to a variety of Palestinian charities and even gave a Palestinian flag prominence in its masthead. Sometime earlier today, all of that content, along with a tweet promoting the post, was removed with no indication as to why or if it will be republishing at a later date. Shortly after the IGN post went live yesterday, IGN Israel shared a statement on social media that we talked about. At this time, it's unknown if IGN's parent company, Ziff Davis, demanded this content be removed or if the content was removed for another reason. Another outlet that showed support for Palestine and its people was Game Informer. However, its article promoting charities was also removed today. And that's an interesting part of this story. I do think it all relates in particular to the IDF strike on that journalistic building and their response to that and people disagreeing as to whether or not they're telling the truth or not, because it all happened very rapidly in connection with that story, GameSpot, Game Informer, IGN. But it is interesting that they use such similar language and went out at the same time. Oftentimes, there is a certain amount of protection when you're going out with something even vaguely political with making sure that your other entities and colleagues in the various journalistic outlets are doing it at the same time. I wonder if that happened, but that's, of course, speculation on our part. While what it is happening is not new in the Middle East, this reaction from big outlets like IGN and GameSpot was seen as a big deal by many who'd been begging for more news and media coverage. IGN, the biggest gaming news site in the world, was one of the first major outlets to publish a story directly supporting the people of Palestine and various charities that are trying to help the victims of Israel's ongoing military attacks. And look, we avoid pretty strenuously trying to make political determinations on this channel. One, because I think it takes away from actually understanding some of the mechanisms at play with contracts or corporate messaging. And I don't want to get into those sensitive areas because they can cloud people's judgment. They can cloud mine. I'm a human being. I have my own biases just like you do. But taking out the politics, stripping out all of that, you still have a company now that has a problem on its hands, both with its brand partners, potentially with its parent, and remember, it's not just the consumers that are your constituents, if you're Ziff Davis or if you're the management on IGN, it's also your staff. So you've got this situation now that's happening because your staff went out over the weekend with a statement that at corporate, for some reason that we don't have to speculate on, you didn't like because you got involved with the war or with all these statements, what have you. And now you don't like it. And what do you do? Now, it's also worth noting before we move on that GameSpot put out a similar tweet, put out a similar article, and theirs remains up. And they haven't taken it down like Game Informer. It'll be interesting to see what happens. IGN went a different direction. They took it down, and then they made a statement. They made a statement here labeled as 2.21 a.m. this morning. And that's an interesting time to release a piece of information. And it's almost unnecessary. Once it goes to 4.04, you kind of know what happened. IGN and their corporate or Ziff Davis or whomever wanted to make clear what they thought the problem was here. So we'll just read it and then we'll talk about it afterwards. Across IGN, our hearts are heavy as we follow the events in Israel, Palestine, and across the region. Our first thought is always for the broader IGN community, our employees, readers, and partners, and our hopes for their safety and well-being. We have a track record of supporting humanitarian efforts and charities across the globe 
In the instance of our recent post regarding how to help civilians in the Israel-Palestinian conflict, our philanthropic instincts to help those in need was not in line with our intent of trying to show support for all people impacted by tragic events. By highlighting only one population, the post mistakenly left the impression that we were politically aligned with one side. That was not our intention, and we sincerely regret the error. We do intend to continue to use our platforms and resources to aid those civilian lives impacted across the entire area. As part of this effort, we have made a donation of $25,000 to Save the Children, an organization that works to support children everywhere and provides emergency aid in natural disasters, war, and other conflicts. Thank you for your support and for always engaging with us. Our community is a huge part of what makes IGN special. We will continue to follow global events and look for ways to lend our support in productive, helpful ways. And that's an okay statement. And it's an understandable one, certainly from a corporate lawyer's perspective and looking at this type of messaging, as we talked about as part of this video, there is no question that the original statement with the flag and with the lead line sentence does in fact look like IGN is supporting Palestine against Israel in an ongoing international conflict. And that obviously presented problems for certain folks in their own brand network. But this statement going out in the middle of the night tries to advantage IGN with its customer base, maybe, with its partners. You see referenced here in the very first sentence, which is things like brand partners, other public outlets, advertising partners, folks that might have expressed concern over what their editorial said, and not much else. Instead, in the middle of the night, you went out and basically threw your staff under the bus, right? This is written by IGN staff. This is not written by an individual. This is written by some kind of group organization that uses editorial powers and decides to sign it en masse in order to present this particular message. And what IGN went out with was we were wrong. But as a lot of people have pointed out, this is almost certainly written by different people. And so one of the things that is happening here is you have that kind of throwing your staff under the bus for reasons that your staff probably doesn't agree with at this point in time. And you wind up having an even worse situation than you had before you sent out a middle of the night statement. And I've got people across my timeline that are affiliated with IGN, either as editors or freelancers or what have you, that are maybe subtweeting the issue, but are saying this is ridiculous and middle of the night and this is crazy and all this kind of thing. So you've now offended basically everyone that you were trying to avoid offending. And you press on and create problems across the internet. Rami Ishmael, understand how important this is. Clearly, IGN and Game Informer editorial posted this under their editorial freedom. If these posts are gone, it very likely means their corporate owners stepped across the editorial barrier and forced the censorship of those humanitarian resources. Now, the editorial freedom concept is an interesting one because absolutely, in journalistic outlets, you don't want to have your main editors, the people responsible for what you're going out there with as news, beholden to some other power that's going to have different obligations, different conflicts of interest, selling advertising, trying to make money off of this process. So you have this editorial firewall, and in general, you have editorial freedom for journalistic ethics reasons. That being said, 
from a corporate perspective, if you wanted to buy a video game website and you wanted them to talk about video games and pop culture, IGN talks a lot about movies and television, you don't necessarily want them talking about Middle East wars. You don't necessarily want them talking about areas of political controversy. You don't want them putting up an uh, an abortion editorial or an immigration one. You don't want them talking about these various kinds of things because it has all of the problems we've already talked about in this video. Certainly, if you're on the editorial staff, however, you're pissed off. You wanted to write this. You think your contract almost certainly has certain editorial freedoms written into it. And Rami Ishmael's right to say, well, they probably crossed a barrier. But the question, as always, is did the employees cross the barrier first? Doesn't help IGN to move things along, but certainly the understanding of having that job is you're going to talk about pop culture and not so much talk about Middle Eastern affairs. Imran Khan, famously now on Kind of Funny, not to speak for anyone else, but corporate owners deleting a post of mine and then apologizing for the post as if they were representing me would be getting my resignation within the day. And that's strong words, right? This is a pretty popular, pretty famous internet personality in the video game space, essentially saying, I would quit on this. And if you don't quit, I'm going to be thinking strongly about what the results of that are. Uh, And certainly, this is the kind of thing that has happened very recently in editorial spaces. A number of you brought up to me in DMs and elsewhere that this reminded you of the situation that happened with Deadspin not so long ago, which is reported on by NPR here, says the turmoil began on Monday before almost everybody left Deadspin when executives with Geo Media, the parent company of Deadspin and other websites, including Gizmodo, The Onion and The Root, sent a directive to the staffers of the sports website to write only on sports and sports adjacent topics. That left many writers peeved because Deadspin had made its mark with its irreverent and at times piercing commentary on culture, politics, and media alongside coverage of the world of athletics. And indeed, this does mirror what happened with Deadspin in terms of IGN coming out and basically saying this was wrong. Now, we don't have any indication that IGN has sent an email or anything of the like to its people that says, hey, don't talk about these kinds of things ever. Probably, if there were going to be messaging between IGN and its staff on this, it would be something along the lines of try to play the middle a little bit more with things that we can't possibly know because you've got folks operating thousands and thousands of miles away, each of which have advantage to trying to manipulate the media in very respects. So let's try not to just sound like we're picking a side in an ongoing battle and international situation. But even if they said that, by releasing this in the middle of the night, especially the middle of the night when you're talking about out west, this is 2.21 a.m. on the East Coast, which means it was really the middle of the night on a Sunday to Monday border for those folks that are waking up in San Francisco and California and IGN, then you've got a situation similar to Deadspin. Now, I will say that IGN and GameSpot and Game Informer and elsewhere aren't generally doing the same kind of really forceful thrusts into culture and politics that the Gizmodo group, that Deadspin, that those folks were doing much more often uh, than the IGNs of the world. But it will be interesting to follow whether or not IGN, by having all of this happen, winds up in a situation where you've got pressure not just internally from folks like your Israel brand partners, but externally from folks like Imran Khan saying, essentially, you all need to do something about this or else we're going to have issues with IGN. Now, I'll leave the last note here with Nick Calandra at The Escapist, who I think has a very good point here. With all that's going on with IGN, absolutely nobody in media should be pressuring anyone on that editorial team to resign. Just jumping ship without a plan, new job lined up, or the money to support yourself 
is not the move, even if your morals are in the right place. Nick here sounds, and I don't want to speak for him, sounds like he agrees in general with the thrust of the IGN article. And reasonable minds can agree with it. Reasonable minds can disagree with it in certain respects. But even if it's right, you shouldn't be out there with your own job, with your own income stream, with your own happiness and benefits saying, you guys, you should jump stream because IGN did this. That's unfair to those people that are put in that situation. I tend to agree with that statement as well, which is all a long way of saying this is a political hot button topic. And whenever you have those kinds of topics, you as a corporation can get into a lot of hot water. It's one of the reasons why you see edicts like that from Deadspin that says stick to sports because even if you're completely in the right, even if management agrees with you, even if our advertising partners agree with you, you can still create problems across a whole host of things that you don't fully understand. And that isn't worth it for a company that's trying to sell web clicks about video games. So at the end of the day, just like we started, the great myth is that IGN cares about any of this, that IGN cares about anything. Corporations are legal fictions. They are soulless entities that make statements like these in order to engender goodwill. Here, it seems to be that it was to engender goodwill amongst their staff that wanted to make a statement like this rather than going out there and making a goodwill statement for their advertisers or customers who apparently immediately spun around and made things like the flag go away before the 404 error finally come in and take over. But at the end of the day, the corporation is entirely bound by the things that it describes in its own tweet by things like its employees, readers, and partners, and not so much by anything that's happening out there in the world. When you think of this, when you think of Deadspin, just remember that at its baseline. Whenever you see an article like this, it's designed to try to get Q score up, brand goodwill up, and the moment that it doesn't do that, you'll start to see stories like this one. If you enjoyed this, this has been Virtual Legality. We've got a Patreon, Streamlabs, and a store. We're also talking at length about Epic versus Apple, so we'll be continuing on with our day-to-day descriptions of what's happening in that court case starting tomorrow. Otherwise, just subscribe, ring the bell, upvotes, downvotes, tell me why I'm wrong, tell me why I'm right, tell me how IGN could have handled this better or how GameSpot's handling it better right now. And most importantly, Tell your friends that we're having conversations like this one. I think they're important. I think they're useful and hopefully they help in aiding your understanding of what happens when you see a set of stories like this where a lot of well-intentioned people on the internet and elsewhere have very, very different opinions of what a company like IGN should and shouldn't do. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.